Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosen. Welcome to episode 229 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was Forza Motorsport, and the big games coming out this week include Wildcard Football and Lords of the Fallen. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have four to cover this week. Number one, and besides the original announcement, probably the biggest news story we will ever cover on the show in the past, present, and future. Welcoming the legendary teams at Activision Blizzard King to Team Xbox, Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming on Xbox Wire writes, We love gaming. We play games, create games, and know firsthand how much gaming means to all of us as individuals and collectively as a community. And today we officially welcome Activision Blizzard and their teams to Xbox. They are the publishers of some of the most played and most beloved franchises in gaming history across console, PC, and mobile. From Pitfall to Call of Duty, World of Warcraft to Overwatch, Candy Crush Saga to Farm Hero Saga, their studios have pushed the boundaries of gaming for players around the world. I've long admired the work of Activision, Blizzard, and King, and the impact they've had on gaming, entertainment, and pop culture. Whether it was late nights spent playing the Diablo 4 campaign with friends from start to finish, gathering the entire family in the rec room for our weekly Guitar Hero night, or going on an epic streak in Candy Crush, some of my most memorable gaming moments came from experiences their studios have created. It is incredible to welcome such legendary teams to Xbox. As one team, we'll learn, innovate, and continue to deliver on our promise to bring the joy and community of gaming to more people. We'll do this in a culture that strives to empower everyone to do their best work, where all people are welcome, and is centered on our gaming commitment of gaming for everyone. We are intentional about inclusion in everything we do at Xbox, from our team to the products we make and the stories we tell, to the way our players interact and engage as a wider gaming community. Together, we'll create new worlds and stories, bring your favorite games to more places so more players can join in, and we'll engage with the light and players in new, innovative ways in the places they love to play, including mobile, cloud streaming, and more. Players have always been at the center of everything we do, and as we grow, we'll continue to keep players at the heart of it all. We'll continue to listen to your feedback, build a community where you can be yourself, where developers can do their best work, and continue to make really fun games. As promised, we will also continue to make more games available in more places, and that begins now by enabling cloud streaming providers and players to stream Activision Blizzard games in the European Economic Area, a commitment made to the European Commission. Today we start the work to bring beloved Activision Blizzard and King franchises to Game Pass and other platforms. We'll share more about that when you can expect to play in the coming months. We know you're excited, and we are too. For the millions of fans who love Activision Blizzard and King games, we want you to know that today is a good day to play. You are the heart and soul of these franchises, and we are honored to have you as part of our community. Whether you play on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or mobile, you are welcome here and will remain welcome, even if Xbox isn't where you play your favorite franchise. Because when everyone plays, we all win. We believe our news today will unlock a world of possibilities for more ways to play. Thank you for the ongoing support. We have so much more to come in the months ahead. I'm excited for the future and cannot wait to share it with you. Well... After a very, 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 very long 20 months, 20, the deal is finally done and Xbox, Microsoft has acquired Activision Blizzard King. 
It is insane. And we may never see something like this again in the gaming industry. I mean, never say it ever. When Xbox inevitably buys PlayStation or PlayStation goes under and buys Nintendo and then they merge and then their PlayStation and Nintendo to take on Xbox and who the hell knows what the future holds because no one, and I mean no one predicted this, that now Xbox owns Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, Diablo, amongst everything else they have acquired, they are a gaming powerhouse now. It's going to be so interesting to see how they handle this, which games are exclusive, which games come to Game Pass, so on and so forth. I can't wait to see what the future brings, but at least as an Xbox gamer, it feels pretty good right now. Feels pretty good. And my God, I'm so happy that we don't have to talk about whether this is going to work, whether it's going to close, whether they're going to push this forward or not anymore. Now we can talk about what it means for the games, the franchises, and us, the gamers. Speaking of which, number two, Activision Blizzard shares Xbox Game Pass plans, leaves door open for Diablo 4 on Game Pass in 2024. Alex Stedman at IGN writes, Activision Blizzard has given its first glimpse of their plans for Xbox Game Pass once the Microsoft deal has closed, saying they expect to start bringing their games to the service next year. Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard is expected to close this Friday. Even still, in a statement on X, the company said not to expect titles like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, and Diablo 4 to hit Game Pass this year. Quote, as we continue to work toward regulatory approval of the Microsoft deal, we've been getting some questions whether our upcoming and recently launched games will be available via Game Pass, end quote, says the statement. Quote, while we do not have plans to put Modern Warfare 3 or Diablo 4 into Game Pass this year, once the deal closes, we expect to start working with Xbox to bring our titles to more players around the world. And we anticipate that we would begin adding games in the Game Pass sometime in the course of next year, end quote. The kinds of titles that could start coming to Game Pass once the deal is final has been one of the major issues as Microsoft continues to work to push the deal through. It was addressed back in June in its big FTC trial during which Xbox Vice President Sarah Bond pointed out that a current agreement in place keeps Call of Duty from hitting Game Pass before January of 2025. That doesn't, however, count out games like Diablo 4 from coming to the service next year, along with hundreds of other games that Activision Blizzard has published. Microsoft's massive Bethesda acquisition famously brought tons of that publisher's games to Game Pass, including those from the Doom, Elder Scrolls, and Fallout franchises. This really isn't a surprise knowing what we have known, specifically about that Sarah Bond quote from the court trial. However, Diablo 4, the most recent big game we can seemingly expect on Game Pass early next year, from some of the scuttlebutt from the people in the know, from what they've heard, there are going to be a lot of games coming from Activision Blizzard to Game Pass as soon as this year, which does conflict with their quote, so I can't wait to see what rolls out. Apologies as I do not remember who shared this on X, but I liked what they said. They really shouldn't just throw all the games on the service at once. Let's really roll this out. Give us like a 12 month plan of which games are gonna come maybe each month, maybe even each week with how many games they have. Give every game a little bit of a time to breathe so we can jump back into some of these treasured games from the past. That's what I personally like, even though most people will probably disagree with that, but I just can't wait to see what comes to the service. And well, at this point, I would be very surprised if this date next year we are talking and the price of Xbox Game Pass has not gone up again. Number three, Disney CEO pushed to consider bolder transformation in gaming report. George Yang at GameSpot writes, Disney executives reportedly wanted to become a gaming giant and considered acquiring electronic arts. However, Disney CEO Bob Iger isn't committed to the idea. According to Bloomberg, quote, Iger's deputies are pushing him to consider a bolder transformation of Disney from gaming licensee to gaming giant through, say, an acquisition of electronic arts. 
But as with everything else, he's been non-committal, end quote. Disney was in the game publishing business until 2016 when it closed Avalanche Software and then proceeded to license out its properties to other developers. In recent years, Disney licensed games including Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, as well as Return to Monkey Island. Furthermore, Disney has said that it is interested in working with studios of all sizes, including indie ones. This isn't the first time we've heard of Electronic Arts potentially being acquired. Last year, NBC Universal and EA were reportedly going to merge, but the deal fell through. Additionally, there was a rumor that Amazon was going to put in a bid to acquire EA as well, but nothing transpired. I thought this was a really interesting one, and I'm so glad, at least so far, that this has not gone through. Look at how the EA and Disney with Star Wars and that 10-year license panned out for them. We got about as many canceled big games as we did big releases. And do you guys remember how Star Wars Battlefront 2 launched with all of those microtransactions and loot boxes? I mean, they gave us Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but then they also canceled the Amy Hennig game. I mean, it just didn't work out. It's so nice for them to just license this out to all different studios of all different sizes across the industry so we can really get the best games. The other big thing here is that, are we really gonna be sitting here this time next year as well? And is EA not gonna be acquired by somebody? We're talking about Disney, NBC Universal, Amazon. Really feels like one of the big giants in the entertainment industry is going to acquire them, and we'll see what that does for the industry and their games at large. And number four, Ubisoft's Call of Duty rival X Defiant delayed indefinitely. Wesley Impole at IGN writes, Ubisoft has delayed X Defiant indefinitely after a series of playtests unearthed issues the development team wants to work to improve before launch. Ubisoft had hoped to release this game in October. A recent public test session, or PTS, revealed inconsistencies in the game experience that need to be addressed prior to the release of X Defiance preseason, a statement published to Twitter read. X Defiant is Ubisoft's answer to Call of Duty and taps into the nostalgia for the classic Call of Duty feel. It focuses on fast-paced gunplay and objective-driven modes and has features such as the classic minimap and lobbies that stay together after a match. X Defiant is in the works at Ubisoft San Francisco with Mark Rubin as director and executive producer. Rubin was executive producer at Infinity Ward until 2015, working on a long list of Call of Duty games, including the Modern Warfare series. In a statement published to Twitter, Rubin went into more detail on how feedback to the PTS is improving the game. Apparently, movement was feeling off for some people, with the slide feeling nerfed or clunkier. The developers noted the slide was being interrupted by frame spikes. Quote, I know it's a bummer that we are moving the date, especially since we seem so close and that for many the game is great, and I can't wait to play, but I'd rather ship a game that is better for everyone, end quote, Ruben said. Quote, our intent for the game is to be something that players can return to for many years, and to do that we have to build this game with the community, end quote. This is just yet another live service game that has either been delayed indefinitely or outright cancelled. I mean, we just talked about Hyenas, I believe, last week or the week before from Sega that was canceled right before it was about to launch. And this one now is another one that is delayed indefinitely? I mean, first off, X Defiant. Is that maybe the worst game name in history? I mean, it's pretty bad. And the game does look generic, but... But... For the people that played it, they seem to really enjoyed it. So I'm certainly intrigued to at least try it out myself whenever this launches. But... Who the hell knows now? Maybe not till 2024. I mean, 2023 is already so busy that maybe just save this game. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. And this one, of course, we had to talk about what the biggest franchises that Microsoft now owns by purchasing Activision Blizzard King. So let's just rattle them off for those who may not know. With Activision, you get Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot, Guitar Hero, 
Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Prototype, Blur, Spyro, amongst others. Blizzard, you get Diablo, Warcraft, Overwatch, Starcraft, Lost Vikings, amongst others. And King, you get Candy Crush Saga, Rebel Riders, Diamond Diary Saga, Bubble Witch 3 Saga, amongst others. There are a handful of other games on the list, but since Activision's history goes back to 1979 and Blizzard to 1991, it would be nearly impossible to list about everything. Without a doubt, however, the games listed are the biggest franchises acquired in the deal. Credit to IGN for this one. I mean, honestly, a lot of these franchises really don't mean anything to me. And the ones I've really only played with any meaningful time are Call of Duty, obviously, Guitar Hero, and World of Warcraft. I really haven't played any of the other games, so I can't wait to see what they do. And with some rumors this week swirling that they could revive Guitar Hero, I mean, give me that. I am all here for it. And after playing the Modern Warfare 3 beta, give me that game ASAP. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I didn't have too much time to play. But I did jump into the Modern Warfare 3 beta, as I just mentioned in my god. The nostalgia trip of my most played multiplayer game of all time in the original Modern Warfare 2 coming back with all the maps revived and beautiful. I can't wait. Give me more of this game. I played multiplayer for about two hours and it was so hard to pull myself away. In other gaming news, I got the MetaQuest 3 this weekend. And playing the first Mixed Reality game was honestly pretty mind-blowing, and you don't understand how mind-blowing until you try it or see someone firsthand play it. Can't wait to dive into that more and play some other games that have been in my VR backlog. My name is Brandon Rose, you can follow me on Xbox at Bros93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.